Hi, my name is Dave Bream, and I'm one of the pastors here at Hillside Community Church. And in our continued series of doing some video broadcasts, that we want to just uh, through some specific topics that are very prevalent today. And I'm excited today to have Michelle Shamblin here with us and Missy Snyder. Michelle is a psychiatric nurse practitioner, uh, has had her own practice here for the last 12 years in Grapevine, and then also an adjunct professor at UTA and um, really a consultant with a lot of psychiatric drugs and things like that, plus probably your biggest um, focus is a lot on um, adolescent addiction. Yes. So we're really excited to have Michelle here. Missy's on our staff here at Hillside. She is kind of our counseling director here at Hillside. She's been here four years. And so you'll hear a little bit about all that she does here at Hillside and, and helps us through this time. So Michelle, let me ask you, I guess, as we think about what, we, what we're going through in these last couple months, can you give me a little bit of a feel of what you're seeing more and more of related to people being anxious and depression uh, during these times? Yes. Um, well, there's a lot around change and uncertainty, but less about social isolation now because people are beginning to get out more. Um, you have to understand that anxiety is all about fear of uh, loss or harm. And so in that realm, people worry about job security, how to manage job tasks while working in a home that may have distractions, um, frustration in dealing with children on a 24-7 schedule. Um, oftentimes, uh, my patients will talk about how frustrated they become and then they berate themselves like they're an inadequate uh, parent, but they're just being human. Uh, there's uh, the adjustment to all the technological demands yep. from non-technical people. That yep. is totally me. Yeah, my, <laughs> wife, my wife fits in there. If I didn't have a family member to fix it, uh, I'd yeah. be in trouble. Yeah, for sure. I saw three teachers yesterday who have returned back to school, and they were both on the brink of a breakdown <laughs> because bet. none of the links worked. And, oh, my gosh. And they were very frustrated. I so, bet. But there's also, you know, relationships become problems problematic in more um, close and isolated quarters. Uh, there's concern more about loved ones getting ill than themselves. And of course, the, um, the current state of discord and uh, chaos politically has caused further senses of fear, such as uh, loss of freedoms, loss of safe, the sense of safety in your community. Yeah. Having a pandemic and an election at the same time, I think has really created a lot of anxiety. Absolutely. So what are some things um, you can recognize maybe in yourself or even in uh, your spouse or a, a child, especially with what you specialize in mm -hmm. for to be looking for when during these times? Um, well, something you have to remember about children are they're very resilient as a general rule. So um, as long as they have structure and routine, then they feel safe and engaged. But children generally show anxiety and depression through poor appetite, isolating more to their room and less engagement in activities that used to bring them uh, pleasure. Uh, they avoid tasks such as school assignments. Uh, they develop um, and talk to imaginary friends sometimes. Uh, that's not a pathological symptom or anything to be worried about in most cases. Uh, a lot of children have that from a very young age, but if you see 
your child doing that and they have not done that previously, it's a way that they cope. It's a way that they talk through their days and their fears. Um, it's nothing worrisome other than, you know, they're probably, you know, exhibiting a little bit of anxiety. I, I think that is true. I think a lot of people, you know, see those kinds of changes in their child where they all of a sudden have this need to talk about things, but they don't want to talk to their parents. They just mm -hmm. are rambling. My family makes fun of me because I talk everything out loud because <laughs> I have to process, but I've always been that way. Like you mm -hmm. said, you know, from a child on, I mean, I could, I could talk to a wall. My mm -hmm. mother was like, go in there, you know, mm -hmm. I just needed to process it for myself. Yeah. So I think that's true. You know, it's, as long as that's not a new behavior. Right, and lots of times um, things may appear strange on the surface, but they're very comforting to someone else. I've, I've seen adults that, uh, that have these uh, hallucinations, but they're very comforting to that person. And I'm not about taking those away from the person because they still function very well in, in their everyday life. So. Uh, that's what differentiates uh, when something is pathological versus a coping skill. Mm, okay. So, but yeah, children, um, you know, if you start seeing them um, engaging in ritualistic behaviors, such as counting odd things, becoming very rigidly organized, not willing to bend with the routine. Um, for example, you, you, you set out with the family and you're going to go to the grocery store and they ask you what the agenda is. And then you stop at the pharmacy just to pick up a medication and they just become overwrought with that. Then that's probably them really showing that they need control. Right. And, um, but that's not a, um, you know, like if my two-year-old throws a, a fit because she has to take a nap, that's different. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. This is more about that's not what you said we were going to do. They yes. get very dogmatic and rigid in their thinking. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. And the world is falling apart because yes. this happened. But and, and they will sometimes do things like organize their belongings and they don't want anybody touching it or it getting out of place. Those are those are rigid type behaviors. Mm. Um, bedwetting is a sign of anxiety. And uh, there, are, um, there are some children who become more clingy and develop separation anxiety that you had not seen before. Okay. What about adults, Michelle? What are, what are some signs there? Um, um, irritability, low frustration thresholds, sleep disturbances are very common, trouble going to sleep, trouble staying asleep, waking up in the night with racing thoughts, not being able to cut off from work and due to worry of poor work performance. Uh, adults can get into ritualistic and obsessive type behaviors such as excessive cleaning, um, overeating, eating when not hungry, um, re retreating into fantasy through video games, internet, or binge watching TV. Well, um, I, I think you're hitting everything I see on Facebook. Yeah. Like all the jokes about yeah. everybody wearing sweatpants because we're just sitting at home eating. Yeah, and, you mentioned something about and that. And that was another thing. You know, when you see people that are, uh, they're, uh, Hygiene maintenance is declining, such as they're yeah. not taking showers as often as they should. They're not dressed in clothes that are appropriate for the outside world. Yes. Um, those are those are things that you really need to take a look at and say, I need to get my act together. I'm yeah. losing my structure yes. yeah. and sense of humanity that, here. That structure is exactly <laughs> what your children are looking exactly. for, right? And exactly. so when we kind of just let it all go, 
now the kids are going, wait, what happened? Where's and my daily routine? And when you're eating cereal and frozen dinners exclusively, you know, yes. failing to yeah. really, you know, cook, care yeah. for yourself. Sure. Yeah. So that's Those one of the of, strategies and recommendations that you should yes. yeah, even make your bed, even though, mm-hmm. yes. you know, you're mm-hmm. so just doing some things like that. What are some other strategies, I guess, recommendations when you're dealing with just anxiety and depression during these times? Well, I, I really think that structure and routine are paramount. Okay. okay? Um, you got to have consistent bedtimes for all. You got to have consistent division um, between work time and home time, even when you're working from home. You need to disconnect from work, mm. from your cell phone, from your computer. I think um, that is very difficult in our day and age. It was difficult mm-hmm. before this. Mm-hmm. And the summer is always difficult, but I guess yes. going back into a routine in the fall, whether kids are going to school or staying home, is probably even more important. Oh, now. yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Have that structure. You know, shut the door to the home office and leave it for tomorrow allow allow time daily for some sort of exercise such as walking Um, my husband and i started walking together my children are adults grown and gone but that gives us a time to talk with each other Um, so we're kind of multitasking we talk about our day you know and that's time for for me and him and it also gives us a little bit of uh exercise Um, i think it's important to have a division of labor at home, uh, you know, play to the strengths of each member. Okay. You know, if I'm good at math and tutoring and I have the, the time to do that, that's what I should be doing. My husband can't cook. So we would eat and be, be eating spaghetti eating and pop all the time. Yeah. Yes. So that's about all he can yes. cook. I think for my kids, I've always done the history and the English, and Dad has always done math and science. Yeah, That's, that's just the way it goes. Yeah, know what your specialty so, is. So, but I'm thankful my, my children are adults. They're gone. My yeah. daughter has a master's degree. We're, we're yeah. good. Yeah. So um, the other thing is, um, you know, if you need to rotate the labor task, uh, uh, you know, weekly, that's a good thing so that one person doesn't get burnt out. Uh, I think another important thing is effective and honest communication. You need to reach out to your support system when you're having a bad day or need someone else to take up the load temporarily. Um, take a time out when you're frustrated and do some sort of self-care activity, even if that means eating a cookie and crying somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's I think probably- that is, you know, a lot, I mean, you're just describing motherhood. You know, I mean, all of those things, we we get overwhelmed by all of the tasks Mm -hmm. that we have for our children and keeping that structure. But then now you've got a job at home and you're trying to do that. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, you've got your marriage. And like you said, you know, if you have small children, you're not going to juggle. A lot of things to juggle. Yes. Yes. In one small space. Yes. And what's, what's, I think, even more important or it's been hard is having community in your life. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, you have here at Hillside, we have life groups and those groups get really close, but it's been very hard to rely on them because you really haven't been able to go out. It's it's freeing mm-hmm. up a little bit now, but how important that is that you can say, hey, can can we, you know, can you take my kids or, or, or that Absolutely. type of thing? Or can we do something together, you know, outside and, and kind of build that, you know. Well, and I that think that is, that is probably key that you have healthy people around that you trust and you can talk to and you can go to i mean being in the profession of counseling and what she's doing you know we're helpers we just help 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 you know even when we're not at work and so it's very difficult for us to shut off so i go home 
even though I have college age kids, I'm still cooking for everybody and I'm doing all these things that I know they can do for themselves, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So I have to learn to turn it off, but I also have to have somebody to go to mm-hmm. that isn't expecting anything from me, mm-hmm. right. you know? And for me, that's my roommate from college. We're still right. friends, right? And I call her mm-hmm. and I just go, oh my gosh. And it's just a safe place. Somebody that I know is healthy herself and we can talk about things, yeah. mm-hmm. but you can't, but to you put can that, dump on your partner. All, yeah, to put that all on your spouse is, is exactly. A lot. You cannot put because that because they're your... in the trenches with you. They're right. they're yes. they're usually having the same experience you are. Yes. Exactly. So you need somebody outside of that yeah, for that's sure. A good point. It's easy to become stuck in the problem rather than the solution when you don't have someone on the outside looking in. Yeah, yes, that perspective is very important. Yeah, like really... I would say to Missy, why are your adult children making you do their laundry? Yeah. Yes. Teach them to fish. Do yeah. not give them yeah. a fish. That's where you need that th- uh, other voice. The thing. boundaries. <laughs> the boundaries. Yes, for yes. sure. Yes. For boundaries sure. are very important. They do yeah. their laundry. So. It's the cooking. I love to cook, and uh-huh. so it just naturally mm-hmm. falls to me. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. How about, Michelle, when do you get to a point where um, – I guess you feel like you should should come to someone as a professional like yourself. Um, there is a defining line uh, about when more help or support's needed, and that's when something becomes pathological. That's the the psychobabble word that we use in um, the medical field, and that's basically when when people are starting to get debilitated. Um, they're not able to function in their family roles or, or their life roles. We call them life roles. Life roles are an employer, a wife, a mother, a friend. When you start seeing that you're you're falling down in those areas, it's time to seek some help. And so um, they they the most common indicators are daily irritability that's caused uh, that's causing recurrent relational conflict. Dread of starting your day when you wake up in the morning, uh, racing thoughts and inability to organize your daily task. You can't get going in a direction because you just can't prioritize. Um, recurrent feelings of inadequacy or guilt. Okay. Uh, recurrent- that is a big one yeah. that I that I hear. And you know, I always go back to you know Paul Tripp says you say more about you to you in the course of a day than any other source. And what do we tell ourselves? Mm-hmm. I'm horrible, I'm failing, I can't do this, mm-hmm. I'm so inadequate. You know, why does my spouse stay? Why do they put up with me? I'm, you know, um, all these things. And I think that's something we see ramp up. And it, you know, when people finally do start to ask for help, it's like they come and they start voicing that and it, mm-hmm. it almost makes them back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I have to kind of wait for them to reach out again because mm-hmm. it it's frightening to actually say it out loud because mm-hmm. that that fear of loss of control. Yeah, and uh, the you know there there is a lot of lack in self compassion. Yes. right now um, you're being asked to do a ho- a whole lot more roles than what you would normally do. Yeah. You know, under normal circumstances, and sometimes you just have to prioritize and let some things go. Well, um, and our society is telling us that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're mm-hmm. not busy, you're not successful, right? Or, mm-hmm. you know, I can handle it, I'm, I'm good, I can do it all. 
So, yeah, yeah I think, um, so when you get into all these things, you know, you, you see people just having these recurrent crying spells and feeling out of control and inadequate, racing and ruminating um, or random thoughts at night that prevent you from going to sleep, sleeping less than five hours a night or more than 10 hours a night are are warning signs, declining work performance or attendance, declining hygiene we talked about before. Mm -hmm. We talked about the children and the ritualistic behavior because they have these superstitions of bad things happening if they don't engage in a certain activity. Um, The bedwetting, poor appetite for children, disengaging from their usual activities. Um, Children with declining attention or school performance or attendance. Often children, one of the biggest signs of, uh, of children having anxiety is uh, that they will start, teens, adolescents, and children tend to, tend to somaticize their anxiety. That means they have a plethora of strange physical complaints, usually vague, like headache, stomach ache, that, that they use to try to get out of doing things. It's not that they're being manipulative, they just don't realize that their anxiety is manifesting in physical symptoms. Hmm. Um, there, you know, the most important thing is when you start to become reliant upon alcohol or uh, illicit drugs to get through the rough times or sleep, that's when you need to seek help because mm. those things will temporarily help um, solve a problem. Uh, however, they make it worse as the time goes on with yeah. you doing that. And uh, the three most common reasons that people drink are insomnia, anxiety, and depression. Mm. And it makes every one of those worse wow. in the long yeah. run. In the long run. Yeah. 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 So. That's great. So Missy, from your standpoint, you know, being the counseling director at Hillside, I guess, um, you know, explain that process. Cause I don't think a lot of people know, but how Hillside's there. And then we use a lot of folks, not use, but we refer out to Michelle yeah. and other, um, you know, professionals when it's, right. but explain a little bit of how that process works so at Hillside. Usually that process starts with someone either being referred to me through a pastor or, uh, care friend, at your hillside.com you know, yeah. yeah they go on hillside.com they see the care page they see some of the things that we have they finally reach out um and then i sit down and i do a triage with them and i try to figure out what's going on and do we need you know somebody like michelle or or is there something at the church that we can help them with and what are some of those when so you think about if you're if you're struggling in your marriage, which we're seeing a lot of people just like close quarters, like you said, and people are just frustrated with each other. Increase demands on their time and task completion. Yes. They're doing all of this stuff and they're together all the time. It's mm-hmm. like, go away, right? Come here, come here, but go away. So we have dynamic marriage, which is um, one of our ministries that's not in care, but we tend to use a lot of things like the dynamic marriage and FPU, which is the Financial Peace University. We get them into that because we know finances is a huge stressor, and we know that your dynamic marriage class really pushes them to process things 
and you know communicate each other. yes yeah. uh, yes you'll it's, find that it relational issues usually come down to communication yeah failures yeah. Yes. and it's a real simple fix once people can recognize yes this is what he heard this is what you said yeah. and that a lot of that happens in that class it's yeah. a very um people say like woof you know like it was rough yeah. because we really had to put it into words, mm-hmm. right? We really had to say what it was. So we kind of feed people that way. But we have our own. We have um, hope groups, which is, you know, a couple of people get together and they go through a curriculum that applies scripture to a long time problem mm-hmm. that they've been struggling with. And then we have Stephen Ministry, which is one on one care. And that's probably our biggest um, avenue where we get somebody just set up to sit down with, um, if you're a guy, you know, you sit with a guy, if you're a woman, you sit with a woman and you just have somebody to process. It's like, here's your imaginary friend in real life. You know, Mm -hmm. you get this person that's committed to you and they just sit with you every week for an hour and they get to help you process through and just feed it back to you and go, well, I hear you saying this. And and that's you know. where a lot of times we, we, you know, have Stephen minister sit with someone, just listen right. to them. They'll go back to Missy and then we go, we have right. a referral to get right. professional help. There's a great benefit in uh, talking through your, your struggles with someone who has no vested interest in yeah. the outcome. Yeah. Yes. And I think just from, you know, as we think about closing here, you know, there's an aspect of the church and our, us as a body of Christ helping one. We talked a little bit about the importance of community and being, I think, ever more prevalent nowadays is to have some godly influences on your life that can speak into your life that you can talk to, that you can also help. You know, there's a time that I think, hey, um, we've all gone through stuff. And it's yes. been able to be able to help somebody as well on this side is really good. I work in addictions. And one of the things I tell people a lot when they're struggling with the higher power part in the 12 steps is, what have you got to lose? Your best thinking got you here. It's yeah. time to give it up to something bigger than you. Yeah, that's, a that's great very true. And, yeah. and to have somebody speaking that alongside of whatever kind of care you're getting, because I think there is a, is a component of, am I living in the flesh or am I? living in the spirit yeah you know because we can we can just ridiculous with all of the things that we do to ourselves that cripple us from moving forward and so you know some of it is just saying is that the truth or is that a lie from the pit of hell as my friend renee would say and you know confronting it and saying what do we know from scripture yeah. As well as what do we know about the brain and how brain chemical works and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate Michelle and Missy just being able to talk through. I know it's such a prevalent um, issues right now with just the amount of fear and anxiety, depression that's going on. So I really appreciate your time. And I hope this has been helpful for you. Again, like we said, um, you know, Missy's kind of that first step that you can always send an email to care at your hillside.com or go on the website and and uh, but we're here to help and um, again that's what's cool about the body of christ and being involved in the community and using um, professionals like michelle like this but if you're going through something don't don't wait to get help um, we're here for you and um, you know contact us and we can uh, put that process in place and and again get get you support and get the body of christ around you so thanks for being here today hopefully uh, this has been helpful for you and again we'll continue to do these